And welcome back to the second ever episode of That's Haram. I'm Corey, joined by Sahar. Hello, hello. And today is the doozy episode, we promised, that we're going to cover a ton of stuff in about hijab, and we're going to do it once, and then hopefully never have to come back to it. Pretty much. We'll see how much we can cover. Right, we may have to do a second episode, but we're hopeful. (laughs) We're hopeful. We also like to go off on tangents, so... We, we say this is going to be the only episode, but be prepared if we get to talk and we may have to split this up into two. Right. But with that in mind, I'm going to go ahead and let Sahara uh, start on this. Sure. So I'm sure it'll help, you know, all of our listeners if I define what hijab is. And in short, it's literally just what mostly Muslim women and or non-binary Muslims wear over their head in some capacity. And the way to wear hijab is as infinite as the number of people on this planet because you can literally wear it however you want. Personally, I cover all of my hair and my neck and I wear long sleeves and long pants, but there are plenty of Muslims who wear hijab who don't do it that way. But hijab also just means to veil and it also means, um, it kind of expands to mean modesty. So that doesn't mean that you have to wear hijab. It could also just mean in the context of like the clothes that you wear, like your longer shirts or longer pants and then also how you act. So for example, not cursing, though clearly I curse all the time on this podcast and our other ones Yeah, that we I'm fail on. on that aspect really hard. <laughs> um, and then you're just thinking about, like, the other parts of being a good person. So for me, personally, hijab is a great reminder of, like, hey, like, don't backbite, don't do all these things that you wouldn't want other people to do to you. So that's the short and simple version. And then the longer other thing I would add to it is that hijab is super complicated because it's super personal. So unfortunately, though media and a lot of the times the news will portray it as something that's forced upon women, which absolutely there are people who do force their kids to wear a job. And that's really against how hijab is supposed to work. The majority of people that I know in my personal life, and I would say around the world in general, do wear it for their own reasons and out of their own volition. And also, um, I do want to point out, we touched on it before. I do not personally wear hijab in the sense of the headscarf. Not right. every Muslim woman wears a headscarf. So don't automatically seem like, yes, it is an easy visual marker to an extent, mm-hmm. but don't assume that every single Muslim woman is going to be wearing a headscarf or hijab and right. that you can tell just by that. Right. Especially because hijab styles um like i mentioned earlier like there's an infinite amount but really it comes down to like different cultures approach wearing it differently so like some people will wear the turban head style that you see a lot especially like on instagram and all the fashionable hijabis mm-hmm. people who wear a job um wear the that style and some people will do like really cool draped amounts i am just terrified of my hijab flying away in the northeast ohio wind so i like safety pin it all down <laughs> um, but there are plenty of people who just like throw a shawl on and it works so it's whatever each person wants yeah so i mean we could probably do a single episode on just hijabi fashion, but that's not what we're here for. We're going to be talking more about media. Yeah. Um, also, just like I said, keep in mind, not every single Muslim woman is going to be wearing a headscarf. And, you know, like Sahara just discussed, there are other ways that you can present modesty. Like, you know, I'm not wearing shorts. I'm not going to be wearing a skirt. I'm, right. you know covering myself up in other ways or how I carry myself. It's not always going to be a headscarf. So keep that in mind. Um, I know me personally, I've gotten looks of if somebody does find out I'm Muslim and it's a 
but you don't wear a hijab. I was like, well, no. Well, how can you be a Muslim if you're not wearing hijab? It's like, friend, let me tell you something. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. Um, there are examples of queer, well, not I shouldn't say queer-ish, queer, non-queer, everything along. Uh, I'm still stuck on ladies first mode, aren't I? Um, <laughs> That's okay. Well, there we're are talk examples about don't worry. of Muslim women who do not wear a headscarf in media. We have uh, Yasmin Khan on Doctor Who, um, Zari Tomaz on, I forgot the Legends name of the of show. Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. I keep wanting to say Legends of the Fall. Why? That's okay. It's all right. <laughs> so, I mean, there are examples of uh, Muslim women who don't wear it, but I think one of the examples we wanted to touch on today was Dr. Kadri from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. She's a great example because she, you know, is one of the interns and in one of her main important episodes, she whips her hijab off to help someone's life. Help someone's life, help save someone's life. There's an important word there that I just missed. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and the context they set up for it actually worked. And I, you could yeah. tell they have somebody on their staff that at least knows something because the context, there's this teenage kid that he's got this jagged piece of shrapnel um, in his does. leg, right over, like, one is it, what, it, what, femoral artery or whatever, and he just yeah. regains consciousness enough to whip it out and blood spraying everywhere, so she's using her hijab as a tourniquet. And it's badass. And then the doctor that's with her is like, but your scarf, but, but it's, why, why am I seeing you here, what is happening right now? And she says something to effect of, like, wearing hijab is making sure that I'm compassionate, I'm doing my job right. That's not the exact quote, and we'll find it link for you but i think it's great because you know she's absolutely right like she could have stood there and watched him bleed out or she could have taken what she had on her body which is her scarf which was perfect for a tourniquet and so i really liked how they did that and showing that she is a fully well-rounded character they didn't put her in hijab just to give her a personality through wearing hijab i like how they framed it that i mean yeah hijab is important but that's not the sole thing that makes you a muslim right like, yeah, but yes, she to... does go put a, a covering on again, but, you know, it for her, I like that it's that expression of, like, well, yes, I am i don't have to have this on. I choose to, but I'm not going right. to, you know, burst into flames if it's take if I take <laughs> it off. Um, that's actually a really good set of phrasing that you use, because one time in middle school, someone asked me if that was going to happen, and I know it's because middle school is right jerks but i literally looked at him and was like dude if i take one of your clothes off are you going to burst into flames and then just walked away because i think sometimes people get so caught up in the visible like oh a woman's wearing hijab clearly she's not allowed to take any of her clothes off ever and like Mm -hmm. that kind of thing is really frustrating and so getting to see a character who's really important to the plot and isn't just a side character getting to do that is so important it's one of the few times where it's i think been done correctly and respectfully well, didn't you also say, like, you've had people ask you if you have to shower with that on? Yep, and then my response is always, like, do you shower with your clothes on? <laughs> or, my favorite, and real quick, I'm just going to play for two seconds. Does it get hot in the summer? Yeah, do you get hot in your clothes in the summer? Like, where has common sense gone from your brain when you see me wearing a scarf? I don't understand. My scarf does not say, lose your brain when I'm wearing it. Although, that would be kind of an interesting superpower. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, like, come on, guys. Like, use your common sense. 
90% of the time, I think that people are generally asking because they just don't know any better. But then that 10% of the time when they're asking to be jerks, I just really just don't mm. understand. And I, I still, I think that's my favorite part of that entire scene was how they reframed what hijab was for her. Right. It it was, you know, it's something she wears. I, I don't want to equate it to, you know, how a devout Christian would wear a cross or whatever, but kind of along those lines of, yes, you're still you without having it on. It's just you choose to wear it. Right. Definitely. But then we have... And this is something you talked about. I think it's really important that we're seeing, like, as far as our shows go, when they show, like, background extras or whatever, people living in mm-hmm. cities, that we start seeing more people wearing hijab, which is great. Right. Because that reflects reality. But you were talking about token hijabi. Yes. Where, and it's hard because, of course, the moment that I was thinking about it, I can't remember who I was going to use as an example, but I don't think that... It this, and this happens with any minority slash marginalized character in any context, is that sometimes writers, for a lack of a better understanding of how to write these characters, will just show them and to have them. And so mm-hmm. it's like a visible, oh, hey, we're really cool. We're really, quote, woke, you know, unquote, of having this character, but then we don't do anything more with them. And so they're just there. Versus I think the last time I saw, you know, a, a extra she headlines was in the show slot on cbs and she gets to have a full five-minute conversation with one of the main characters and her job is very nicely tucked in and there's nothing more said we know she's muslim because of her hijab and also because her name is pretty arab right and we're assuming that all arabs here are muslim that's a discussion for another day (laughs) um but i really like that because it's just it is who she is there's no weirdness there's no like wink or anything it's just she's a character she's helping out she's doing her job and she's competent the end which is really great this that brings up another point though um like obviously you know with tokenism we could talk about this that's probably its own little episode of right elaborate on to but how shows have muslim women wearing hijab because i know you you mentioned before with dr kadri the first couple of times we saw her um, right. How she was wearing hijab is not how a woman who is used to wearing hijab would probably style it. It would be closer to somebody who, like me, is a revert and only wears hijab, you know, to like masjid was struggling with it. Right. Well, and and I should say too. So more links to put in the bottom. We'll put a photo of the picture that comes up when you look up Dr. Kadri Gray's Anatomy on Google. And the hijab is the Alamira. So how it works is it's kind of like a, pretty much just like a circular scarf with an opening. And then it's sewed all together. So you don't have to do anything but pull it on, which is really nice for little kids or whatever. Like I go to the mosque and I want to pray, right? They have them folded sometimes in mosques so you can just throw them on. Mm-hmm. And there are people who wear those. I'm not saying that there aren't older women who don't. But I think that trying to find that balance between, like, consistent... And it's with, like, any character's costuming, right? Each character, the costume designer thinks really in-depth how they want to portray this character through their clothes. And so when you have a hijab-wearing character who either is, like, super fashionable and then depending on how much skin they want to show, which there are people in real life who do that, versus I'm going to have my character who is a grown adult wearing the Alamira and, like a really loose, boxy dress, it kind of highlights that unless you wear hijab or are spending time around people who wear hijab regularly, you don't really understand the levels of 
that mm-hmm. because most people do want to look nice, right? Hijab isn't saying, you know, be really like ugly or whatever. And ugly meaning like not taking care of yourself and like putting on boxy clothes. It's just wearing something that is more modest, however you want to define modest. And right. so that's why I really like that later she does get to wear other tops and scarves. Well, I, I think it goes back to, obviously, later in the writing, it, I think it became apparent that they at least had people they could talk to about it. Yeah. Versus at the beginning, it was a little bit more, but I, I don't necessarily know that I want to blame the writers just because, like, they had a limited amount of time to introduce these characters before they really got to expand on them. Right. And I think and I think that's why with Dr. Kadri it works, because we do see the development. And I think in other characters that may have been around for just a few episodes, they don't really ever get to go beyond the one tactile right. of outfit. The one thing I I want to touch on, and I probably should have warned you about this before I started, um, <laughs> there are different ways of wearing hijab. So it's not just one style. And I feel like, oh God, I just forgot what it was called. The full body. Uh, burka? Bur- There's another one besides burka, but we'll go with burka for now. Um, <laughs> well, the thing, too, is that word means different things in different languages. So it's right. Fine. We'll go for a catch-all for now. There are a lot of women who choose to wear burka. Right. And I think, unfortunately, in media, it's become this shorthand for that's a terrorist. Or that's oh, an oppressed Muslim woman. If you're wearing yep. a burqa, which, you know, if you're in the United States, I, I remember it's not so much here in L.A. because L.A. is warm and right reasons. But when I lived up back east, like New Jersey, New York, I saw Muslim women in burqa all the time. Right. And it really bothers me that media is almost out of laziness has turned that specific way of wearing hijab into this like shorthand code of that's an oppressed Muslim woman or that's a terrorist Muslim woman instead of like no lots of Muslim women wear burqa like voluntarily right well to be quite honest and as terrible as this is to say it's because you can hide stuff under there you can't really hide as much stuff under just a scarf except maybe headphones which I used to do in high school but you know, that's fine. Um, and no, you're absolutely right, though. And I think, I mean, Homeland did it all the time and still does it. And then all of the 24 and all of your, you know, white man has to save Americans from whatever brown terrorist uh, character of the day. Like, that is absolutely where that came from. And it still happens, which is actually why I think a lot of times, especially on shows targeted towards teens and young adults, sometimes, and I try... Adina is such a hard character because Adina is a, a great example. Her hijab is super fashionable, right? Like sometimes mm-hmm. you see her arms, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you see her hair, sometimes you don't. And it's very clear they don't really know what they're doing with her. And it is what it is, unfortunately. But her hijab is something that I have seen other people wear in real life. But because they aren't consistent, it's really hard to tell what the character herself is feeling about hijab and what mm-hmm. she's wearing. So it stinks then because then you've got... Dr. Kadri, who's always in hijab, except for when she's saving a life. Um, and I don't, I haven't 
caught up the last two or three episodes, so I'm not sure if they've shown her any time not wearing hijab except for that one scene, or maybe she's, like, getting ready for the day, because they'll do that with all of the other interns all the time, right, because everybody in the hospital is always half-naked, right. unfortunately. Um, <laughs> and then with our character... <laughs> Um, unfortunately, meaning like that's like you should be doing that, not like unfortunately. Do you have your that's the wrong button? Yes, okay. I hope you guys can hear that um, <laughs> because that's haram, um, and probably like against all hospital codes. But the point is, the point I'm trying to make is that you've got Adina, you've got Dr. Kadri, and then you've got our characters who we talked about who've never worn hijab in the in any of the episodes we've seen so far. Um, and then if you go into comics, comics is a little bit easier because like they're drawn so they can draw the characters taking their hijab off and on or you know whatever they want to do to show like living in real life like you don't wear hijab to bed so we're not going to mm-hmm. show people who wear hijab with their hijab in bed because that's silly. Well, i think um uh, uh miss marvel is a really good just kind of like gamut of right job because Kamala, unless she's at masjid she's re- she really doesn't wear hijab her right. sister-in-law does Right. Um, you know, so, and then there's other people, uh, uh, man, this is why you have to have this stuff pulled up. Her friend <laughs> wears hijab. Right, and then her mom does. And her mom wears it in the context of what I've seen recently, Marvel Rising, which is amazing, everyone should watch it. Um, her mom wears it just like my mom does at home. Like, super casually draped, can't really see any hair, but it's super comfortable. There are no safety pins involved. And so I really like that we get that full breath because that's how it really is, right? Even in mm-hmm. one family, my my family, everybody, all of us wears, his, blah, blah, wears hijab and all of us wear it differently. And so it's really cool to see that in Miss Marvel and other shows where there are multiple Muslim characters. I think that's another thing is that most of the shows that we've talked about have one. I mean, we, right. We, they have one and we see Yaz's family and we see Zari's mom, but Sorry's mom's situation is really sad because it's like in the future, Sorry's family and everybody like the world sucks. And then with Yaz, we see them for a quick second, but obviously the show is about her with the doctor. And that's not a bad thing. But then it's hard to see, you know, if we could get other multiple Muslim characters in the background. Mm-hmm. One of the cartoons that I love to watch, We Bear Bears, the theme song has like two or three hijabis, which is really cool. And so it's just there for little kids to be seeing, like, oh, look at all these characters who look like us. Right. And it's a show about talking bears, so, I mean, why the heck not? I think the interesting thing with Doctor Who was Sonia and Nadia don't wear hijab. Yes, right. doesn't wear hijab. But right. Umbreen does, yeah. do, you know, it's a different form of wearing it, but Umbreen does. Yeah. So I mean, I, I like the generation, and Unbrain's mother does. So there, it's some generational stuff going on as well. And I know, and it goes back to again, you can't assume or not assume somebody is something because they don't have a headscarf on. Because I remember reading crit like dumb people saying, "Well, she's <laughs> not wearing hijab, so how do you know she's really Muslim?" It's like she talks about being Muslim. If you look at the apartment, they have. Right, iconography-ish, you know, it's everywhere, like, come on. Well, and I think grandma and great-grandma are a really great example because I know Muslim women who are grandparents who wear hijab in the context of they wear shawls because that's what just nannies and dadis do. Mm -hmm. It's not even necessarily that they wear hijab when they go outside the way 
we think of now. I mean, there are right. plenty of aunties who, like, in any community with lots of South Asian people, you will just see random grandmas walking around because they like to walk because exercise is good for them. Like, my, my neighbor, actually, two houses down the street, she's not even Muslim, and she wears the shawl the same exact way. So mm-hmm. you can't even tell by looking at her, and nor should you be trying to because that's weird, don't do that, whether she's Muslim or not. You know, right. so I think it's the generational thing is really great. And if we had more characters of all ages, that's a really great example. Like we would get to see a lot more of that. Right. And I, I, it's also just like, obviously, there's the assumption that if you're, you know, brown and you have a shawl on, then you must be Muslim, even though, right. you know, Muslims are black. Muslims are white. Yep. Muslims are Latinx, Latino. They're, mm-hmm. you know, native. They're obviously south asian you know east asian southeast pretty much everywhere you go you're gonna find muslims unless it's a part of the world that literally no one has touched right so So. it's not again (laughs) i i my thing is i want to hammer home is don't just be looking at oh is this person wearing a headscarf okay they must be muslim well no it could just be abuela walking down the street Right. Trying to get some exercise or, you know, right. it could be cold out or all oh, that person next to Abuela who is running around because it could be running around because she's trying to get home for prayer. Right. Exactly. And I think that's a really good segue into something we both talk about frequently is that having someone wear hijab doesn't indicate their level of faith or their level mm-hmm. of, you know, what rules they follow, what rules they don't follow. The thing is, none of us is none of us are perfect, and so throwing hijab on a character doesn't mean that they necessarily, uh, again, hijab, bacon, terrorism. Right. They don't eat bacon, although I mean, most Muslims don't. There are Muslims who do, but again, like you can't assume, and you can't assume the reverse either. That just because Yaz doesn't wear hijab, that she eats bacon. That one uh, fanfiction lie. My thing. Um, <laughs> okay, my my whole thing with that is just. Don't automatically assume that they're not going to. If something in their religion says this is no-no, then just assume until you hear otherwise that they don't eat it. It's like, unless you're a Reformed Jew, you know, if your other Jewish friends assume that they go by kosher, unless they're, you know, like, secular Jews, just don't make that assumption until you know. Right. I think that's a good rule for everything we talk about. Just don't assume. Mm-hmm. Assuming is just that across the board. And I think that's partly why it's so exciting to see more Muslim characters in all kinds of myriad media mm-hmm. and the myriad um, representation of them, most of which is good. Uh, but then at the same time, it's kind of frustrating because then people who don't know better, who are trying to maybe interact more with the media kind of across the board will just say, well, because this character does X or doesn't do Y, therefore other things might occur, but we don't know that because we haven't seen Zari or Yaz or Adina or Dr. Kadri do a hundred different things that they could do and then linking that to their Muslimness. Oh, that's because that's also not fair to them. Like, I want to touch on really quick is I think people assume like they're trying to be liberal and they're trying to quote-unquote liberate Islam from the terrorists, <laughs> which that's its own entire issue by itself. Uh, but they're like, oh, well, see, you don't have to wear hijab. And if she's not wearing hijab, she must be super liberal so she can do all this other stuff. And I'm like, right. well, okay, you may have a woman who's not wearing a headscarf, but she prays five times a day. And this woman right. over here who wears hijab, uh, she prays when she, 
you know, not as rigidly. Yeah, it's exactly. You don't assume, you know, how, I don't want to say zealous, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Devout. Devout, thank you. Devout mm-hmm. somebody is just because of an external marker. Um, right. Because you, know, you wouldn't like, do that with Christians wearing a cross. Like, you're not going to assume that they don't do XYZ or they do ABC. Mm-hmm. We, there's no way to know unless you talk to a person. Right. Um, Adina obviously does certain things that I think um, certain Muslim women would not. Right. And she wears hijab, but you see, you have Zari, who we see her, they make a conscious effort to say, oh, when everybody else is drinking, she's drinking water. Right. Or they mention her praying, and she's not wearing a hijab, but obviously she's some level of devout. Clearly, especially considering, I mean, and she's a really good example of them thinking through the context of it all, Mm -hmm. uh, versus with Adina, because she comes from a time period where religion is not allowed and so for her to hold on to her faith i've talked about this in different episodes of ladies first like when 9-11 did happen i knew aunties who took their scarves off because they were terrified they didn't mm. want to get hurt in the street and so i think that what they did with zari is a really great example of showing that just because she doesn't wear her job doesn't mean that she's just as about as someone who does wear her job and again wearing her job doesn't make you like 10 out of 10 perfect rule following muslim that's just not how things work Right. So exactly. I think it's really important to realize that it's it's super nuanced. Like with everything we talk about, there's a nuance to all of it. And don't assume. Just, that's the yeah. main thing is like, don't assume. Don't assume somebody who is wearing hijab or, you know, a burqa, you know, is going to be super conservative, super, you know, borderline, quote unquote, terrorist. And somebody who is, you know, not wearing hijab is like oh they're super progressive and liberal and blah 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 it's like no that's not how that works also you have no clue what people are wearing under their burqas like there's this really weird obsession with knowing what women are wearing under their burqas because a lot of times we'll get like random documentaries about like oh look at those cool women who once they're at home they take their scarves off and they wear like super sparkly inappropriate inappropriate clothing and i'm like why do you care so much I mean, I know why. It's because of orientalism. But, like, why well, are you so obsessed with what people are wearing? Well, yeah, absolutely. It's just, who cares? Let people do whatever they want. They're not harming you. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, Muslims don't... Go yeah. ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going <laughs> to... Um, like, Muslim characters and Muslim women in real life don't need to be liberated by, like, super scantily clad people like that's just not the dichotomy there is so obnoxious there are plenty of women who are muslim who wear just as few clothing as like your super liberal stereotypical you know like those comics where it's like a woman in heels or whatever like just just don't everyone can wear whatever they want and the constraints of the world that we live in it is okay well i remember a couple years ago i think there was a video and it had a bunch of hijabi wearing muslims and one of them was skateboarding in heels yeah and I thought that's that was radical as well. <laughs> like, I don't know how she didn't break her neck because, like, I can't walk in even the tiniest heels without being like a newborn baby deer. But, like, that was so cool. Right. Or every time. And I think so. Here's the thing. Right. We're so excited to see skateboarding, hijab wearing women um, that sometimes we kind of unknowingly and not on purpose and definitely not because we're trying to be harmful we'll tokenize other hijab wearing first 
So, like, the first hijab wearing a figure skater or the first hijab wearing fencer. I mean, they're all amazing and they're all great and what they do is a big deal. But at the end of the day, like, it's just a piece of clothing. It's just a visible, visible marker of their faith. And in America and in our culture right now, because of the history of the world, like, is that a big deal? It is. It's awesome. But it's not the end all of that person. That right. person has so many more important things about them. Are they kind? Are they generous? Are they giving? Do they care about people? Or are they just because they wear hijab but secretly are backstabbing people all the time left and right and they're really mean and they don't take care of their parents? You know, like, I'm clearly using really intense examples here. But it's true. Like, hijab is not that important, y'all. It really isn't. As someone who wears it, like, I, I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> I care about whether or not the person who's wearing the hijab is actually a good person or a good character and a well-rounded character when it comes to media. That's right. really all there is to that. That said, you know, don't be an idiot if you're talking to somebody who's wearing hijab. Like, don't, don't, don't ask stupid questions. Like, Google you can, is available. Yeah. Now, I do want to bring up, this is, uh... I guess an unexplored gray area uh, because, you know, we are talking about hijab, but we're talking it from a place of like cisgender women. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, there's also discussions going on about like, well, what if you're gender queer or what if you're um, a trans woman? So there's, I mean, this is stuff that's being discussed in the Muslim community. So obviously we don't need you to come in and give us your high and mighty. I think hmm. this input, like we're already talking about it. <laughs> Right. Because I know I know non-binary Muslims who wear hijab based on the feeling of the gender they feel each day, and that's not wrong, right? That's their mm-hmm. individual relationship with hijab and with God. But I think because everyone feels entitled, and we do this with a lot of religions, it's not just Islam, but we all feel entitled to each other's experiences sometimes. Right. That it's really hard to just pause and go, you know what, this is not my lane. I can listen if I'm invited. Um, and this is something that I personally have to remind myself sometimes. Just because I have a lot of friends from one group doesn't mean I get to speak on their behalf. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing with hijab and with anything. And even just Corey and I, like, we're two of so many Muslims. <laughs> so there are going to be plenty of people who don't agree with us either. And that's fine. That's what discussion is for. Right. I mean, obviously, you know, we've talked about before, like, my journey to Islam is very different from yours. Yeah. Um, you know, you grew up with it. I reverted later in life. You know, I'm still learning. I mean, we had to have an entire, speaking of hijab, we had an entire discussion one day because, I mean, this is something that I'm still, you know, I feel like because I'm a revert that there's stuff that I'm not really comfortable asking, you know, the aunties at masjid about. Sure. You know, part of it being a hijab because I feel like, oh, this is, they're, you know, and I'm not saying they're going to, it's just a personal hang-up I have, and I think, you know, some other reverts may have of, like, well, you need to know this. You need to know how to wear hijab. Or, you know, when you're going to masjid, at least, like, if you don't know this, then, you know, how good of a Muslim are you really? And, you know, one day I finally was just, like, ranting about it, and Sahara is like, what are you talking about? And I was explaining to her, is like, it was this big construction project for me. And she's like... (laughs) Corey, just do this. Just do this. Put two safety pins in it. You're fine. But, you know, I, I for me, it was like, I didn't Mind know. Mind-blowing. 
could talk to about it. And I didn't want to go, go no, up to, like, course. the aunties at Masjid who've been, you know, doing this their entire lives and be like, dirt. <laughs> well, so everybody's experience to... is different. Right. You don't know what you don't know. Uh, I mean, that's the truth, right? Like, we are constantly learning. And that's the thing with Islam is that at the end of the day, like, really, if you are following the five pillars and you believe in angels and jinn, like, you made it. Because Islam is literally, there are rules and ways of, there's guidance for every little thing, but it's impossible to know all that. So mm-hmm. if your intention is good and you just are trying your best, like, I'm a firm believer that God understands, right? Like, right. it's not supposed to be, like, this really hard, difficult thing. Islam should be, I mean, and the reason it's hard and difficult is because people make it hard and difficult. But in its purest right. form, it's literally just, like, there's one God, there was a lot of messengers, like, we just want to be good people, give some charity, pray a couple to five times a day, which, by the way, real quick history lesson, originally, God was telling the prophet to have us pray 50 times a day, and Moses told Muhammad that that was dumb, except obviously (laughs) probably said it in Arabic, and said it like seven more times, and then finally Muhammad went, you know what, Moses, I appreciate your suggestions, but I'm not going to go ask God to take it down from five so that's why we pray five times a day so it's something that like you know it's it's not supposed to be hard it's just wear the hijab don't wear the hijab be a good person i mean be a good person don't not just be a good person (laughs) um you know it's difficult like i'm constantly learning things because there's just so much which is really cool but it's very overwhelming for people who are just learning or even people who grew up muslim but are relearning if that makes Mm. sense um, cause that's the, that's where I am in my life right now is I'm relearning a lot of things that I'm going behind to figure out why was I taught something or what's the real reason for this? Was it just because my parents told me so they could get me to be quiet when I was a little kid? You know what I mean? So well, that reminds me of the movie Jin. Right. Um, and you know, like, again, my journey to Islam is very different because I came into it as an adult. Right. So I don't have that period where you are of like, well, why did you know, I'm examining everything I was taught. It's like, why was I taught this? You know, I have the benefit of I came into it as an adult. But, you know, you look at the movie Jin, and this is something I told you that I kind of liked, was they didn't shy away from the fact of the main character. It's like, is she involved and believing because she actually does, or is it because her mom's pressuring her to? Right. You know, is she wearing hijab because this is something she truly believes in, or is it because her mom reverted and her mom may be involved with the imam, and that's a whole other thing. And right. And her mom is making her. Right. Well, and that's why the movie is so... It's so good because it's super nuanced, and that's what's mm-hmm. so important. Like, it's just this one person's experience, and we can't ever truly know... But at the end of the day, we get to see her full journey of figuring out, like, what does it mean for my mom to be converting? Like, what is this? Like, Islam? This is terrible. All I know about Islam is bad. And then right. specifically, the really cool thing about Jin is that it's a black Muslim movie. So it's mm. something we never get to see. And so from that perspective, this girl who is going to the mosque and then, slight spoiler, there's this whole thing about, like, Instagram and social media. And everyone in the mosque knows that they're talking about her, even though their mom doesn't name her and so it's just it's a really true experience of like when teenagers are figuring out islam for themselves because it's something that we have a problem in america and just in general like a lot of times the mosque sadly will push kids away because instead of taking the time to explain it's just a lot of do it because we told you to and right. when someone says why well god said so well that's not helpful to me because god can say plenty of things it um, reminds me that uh remember i sent you a snippet from miss marvel 
last yeah. year. Where yeah. she comes in and she goes to her mom because of, like, this boy stuff going on. And she just sits down and talks to him. And at first he's like, oh, we have to call the Haram police. But he's joking with her. Yeah. And he flat out says, you know, and this is something I thought Wilson wrote out really well of, we try to tell you all of these things and then we forget that you're seeing this with new eyes. And instead right. of talking to you about it, we try to beat you over the head with it. And then he says, I'm right. really happy you came to me about this. Right. Because you want to have mentorship and guidance, and I think, I mean, I'm only 25, and there are plenty of times where I catch myself looking at my friends who are younger on Twitter who have just turned 18 or 19, and I'm like, everything that you're freaking out about will be okay, but you don't know that because you can't know that, and so as the older friend, and then the mom, and the older aunties, it's our jobs to be there for the kids to help guide them instead of making them feel that they can't come to us, or they can't deal with the real, I mean, it's like, like, your first crush. Like, you want someone to tell you that it's okay to feel that way. And same mm-hmm. thing with hijab, really. Because there are... My cousin put it on when she was really young. I told her not to because I thought it was a bad idea. She didn't listen to me because, you know, that's what little cousins do. <laughs> and she's now grappling with, well, did I really put it on for myself at the age of being young? Or, you know, do I want to take it off and put it back on later? And unfortunately, that's hard because when you put on hijab, everyone in the community knows. And so when you take off hijab because humans are gossipy, we all talk about it. And so that's not fair to these, most of the time, girls who are very young trying to figure their lives out. And Mm -hmm. personally, 98% of the people I know who took their hijab off and, you know, try to figure it out, ended up putting it back on anyway. So that's Mm -hmm. what worked for them. So, you know, that that snippet from Miss Marvel was amazing because all my moms should be like that, especially for really young kids who are just like, what is happening? There's so much at all times. Right. Well, again, even like me, I'm older than you, but, you Mm -hmm. know, I came to Islam later. I reverted and I was going to you for a lot of stuff because I was like, oh, my God, I can't ask the imam this. I'm going to look like an idiot. And I'm not saying you're going to look like an idiot by asking the imam questions. No, I think if you're a revert, like they expect it. So anyone who's interested is like, don't assume like the hangups I had about looking stupid. Like you're not going to look stupid. But I was lucky enough that I did have you that I could be like, what the heck am I doing? Well, the best part too is like, Corey would ask me questions about stuff that like even I didn't know about. And I'm like, why are you so in the trenches? Like, I think it's awesome (laughs) you're trying to learn everything, but like, there are people who have studied this on their entire lives and don't know like half of, I mean, there's always more to learn. And so once in a while, I just have to be like, listen, can you just like close that Google tab? Cause, <laughs> I no, I don't know I what's happening. I was asking you about like metazolites and they're like this, yeah. I don't know, like 11th century. <laughs> and you're just like, Corey, what? <laughs> Why is this important? They're not alive right now. It's okay. You can learn about them later. Right, but I mean, again, it's that's the thing. If you're coming into something brand new and you don't have right. people to kind of mentor you and like guide you, like, okay, this part is not important. You don't need to worry about this. Like, please, I am begging you, at least just go get you know Islam for idiots. Um, right. You know, it's really easy to get off into the weeds because you just start going, and there and there is so much. There really is. There's multiple schools of thought. And then there's plenty of sectarian ridiculousness happening. I mean, like, yeah, again, even like I with said earlier. hijab, like, I had so many, like, I was lucky enough that I could talk to uh, women at Masjid because there are other women at Masjid 
that don't wear the headscarf and you know I would ask them about that and they're like you're not a bad Muslim if you're not wearing the headscarf you right. know it's a personal decision and there are other ways that you can present modesty or hijab you know at its most base sense without wearing the headscarf so you know in our media we don't get to see these conversations it's either yeah. you, we see them with it on or they don't have it on we don't I mean, and they are better rounded characters. We're getting there, but we need more stories of, you know, like, well, we don't see teenagers of like deciding, are they going to put hijab on or, if you know, mm-hmm. it's like, no, we don't get to see that. Right. I mean, we're not going to get, and not that I want a repeat of blue bloods, but we we don't get like the full Muslim family dinner every Sunday night after mm-hmm. they've all come back from work. Um, and we don't have, fresh off the boat, Muslim style. And I'm not saying that we should have the same exact shows, but it would be great. And actually, I think there might be a few in development now. Not quite. But it would be awesome to see more shows about Muslim families just getting to be, and there's no pressure. Because the majority of us, we're literally just trying to make end meets like everybody else. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to live our, you know, lives and contribute to society and deal with everything going on. And uh, currently, politically, a really scary time for everybody. um, Unless you're super rich. But... If you're super rich, never anything is scary. Um, <laughs> anyway, so it's 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 just nice to be able to see characters as we get more and more, like having real conversations and and not I, being I don't off. want it to just be like let's keep perpetuating that all Muslims are Arabic because I think that's right. the other thing. Like most of the hijabi women you see are Arabic, which I'm not saying is bad because there are obviously a lot of Arabic Muslims, but let's also keep in mind there's. Latinx Muslims, there's white Muslims, there's South Asian Muslims, like, we're everywhere, and we all have different cultural backgrounds, and that plays into our identities, too, but that right. needs to be able to be explored. I'm just imagining one-day-at-a-time Muslim style. Uh, oh, my goodness. Someone do it. That would be amazing. It would be just as much fix, and then also, like, a lot of, like... It would just be great. But no, yeah, and, and we talk about this all the time when we talk about character representation, is that Arab Muslims are not the only Muslims, and neither are South Asian Muslims. There are just so many more stories to be told. And there's not, it's not that there aren't people who want to tell the stories. They just aren't allowed to get to put them on TV or even in media in any kind of, like, books or comics or what have you. Like, it's so hard mm-hmm. to get that. And so now that we're finally getting more, it's just super exciting. So when things are done well... I'm just like, oh, we have come so far, and yet we are going behind just as much, and that shouldn't be happening. Because that doesn't happen with the default characters, which are usually white people of any Mm -hmm. kind. Right. Well, and then we also have to be careful. It's like, there's, and I just say this as, as a revert, but I know, like, there are black Muslim women I've talked to and Latinx Muslim women I've talked to who are not, you know, what would be considered typical Muslims that there's this kind of purity standard you have to meet. Right. I remember back when Miss Ma- Miss Marvel was announced, everybody for a while was like really shitting on G Willow Wilson. Yeah. Even though like everybody was saying, "No, I'm my editor is a woman of Pakistani descent and I'm working very closely with her and we're combining our talents to make this character." Like I remember for a while Everybody was, like, really giving Wilson some crap 
at least on Tumblr, about how fake she was, and it was a white woman coming in to take over the space again. Right. And you see, you know, just a bit of community call out, a lot of issues with how we acknowledge black Muslims. Right. Well, and it's it's hard because she's a really good example, because even I, when I read some of the first comic, was very... I was cautiously excited, like I am with everything when it comes to Muslim characters, because apparently, and I mean, now I don't remember, it doesn't really matter, but one of her earlier works, there was some stuff that people didn't like, and they didn't like it, and so people were concerned that it was going to read across the same way, and fortunately it didn't, because Kamala's an amazing character, and she's done a really great job with the characters that are also part of Kamala's story, but then it's hard because we don't... It's with everything. Like, when we want, like, gay media or black media or whatever media, we want it to be perfect because we never get to have imperfect stuff, whether Mm -hmm. it's because we don't want it to be perfect or because if it's bad, then it gets taken off after one season, whereas another show that's not that great, but all the characters are white, gets to stay on for years and years. And so, knowingly or not, I mean, I've done it. Like, there are plenty of times where we are super critical and really, the stuff we should be criticizing isn't what we criticize. We're just caught in the, this character looks like us, represents us, so we want them to be perfect, versus here are the larger trends in media and why it's a problem that the characters are acting like this, instead of it being like a personal attack or a personal failure of the person who created the character or right. whatever the piece of media is. I remember Fresh Off the Boat faced some criticism of the Asian community at large, like, well, this isn't my experience. And I remember Constance Wu was like, we're not trying to be every person's experience. We're trying to be a very specific experience because we can't be everything to everyone. If you want to fix that lobby for more shows with Asian characters. Right. I mean, that's a, that is very loaded in the context of like crazy stations is a great example. Like it Mm -hmm. did really well monetarily. Um, but the only salvation characters are guards, right? And so it's hard because it's based off of a book series. And so that's what Hollywood wanted to go for after years and years of not having anything East, East Asian characters being the leads. And so it's it's hard because we should absolutely ask for more and then also understand like how long it's taken to get there. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. There's no easy answer to that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, you've got on TV just south asian characters i think if you ask people what's the most prominent south asian character they can think of they're either gonna say your favorite from quantico or they're gonna say raj from the big bang theory and it's like that's very flawed representation but at the same time i was gonna say a poo from the simpsons but you're right i forgot about those two (laughs) i don't watch the simpsons sorry so i keep forgetting that's okay I don't either, but I think that's a good, right? So, like, we've got animated with the poo and the whole, all of that that happened in the last two years. And then, exactly, like, ugh, fuck Quantico, man. And um, <laughs> that's my only statement about that is, fuck that show. And then Rods and the Big Bang Theory, which is a whole other episode, just in general, of why. Right, I mean, these aren't even Muslim characters, but, I mean, we right. go back to representation of, you can... I'm not really saying I appreciate Raj just because I think that character's terrible, but you can at least appreciate that you have something while also mm-hmm. saying, okay, we need better now, or we need mm-hmm. more. Yeah. It's it's hard because, 
I feel like I come across on all of our episodes is just like angry all the time about media and it's not it's that I love it so much and I'm so passionate about it that I just wanted to do better so especially when it comes to hijab wearing characters like we have come so far and there's always room for improvement and I just want to push all creators and consultants and actors and actresses in the better direction instead of well you have us so be happy with what you have well and you know like you mentioned one day at a time. If we could have a Muslim version of that. Well, we have one day at a time that exists in the same, not digital platform, but, you know, Jane the Virgin exists. And we mm-hmm. have Vita over on Stars. So we're seeing these starting to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you at least, like, it. there's something to be optimistic for. Right. I mean, I know a lot of people right now, Gina Rodriguez, that's an entirely different thing but you know Carmen Sandiego came out and it's voiced by a Latina right we have you know Brooklyn Nine-Nine is on its final season but they had two Latina leads so I is think it's on its can... final season yeah I think they only renewed it for one more season didn't they I don't know but if we are wrong do not yell at us because oh, yeah. okay. neither of I us was... have checked I should probably fact check that. I was under the assumption this was going to be the final season. They may decide to renew it. Uh, don't hold me to that. My The bigger point here is that we are starting to see progress in these other areas. You know, Crazy Rich Asians did happen, and it was very successful. So let's keep pushing right. for greater representation because we still have communities that you know, it's great that we have One Day at a Time and that we have Blackish and that we have all these other shows coming out. But, I mean, we're lagging behind in Muslim representation. Native American representation is practically non-existent unless it's to fetishize violence against us. Right. Um, you know, uh, South Asian characters, there could be more for the two. I mean... There's a lot more room to go, but I do think it's important that when we do get new representation, we don't kill it just because it's not everything. Right. If we kill it, it should be because it's crappy. Right. Which, for example, Adina, who just deserves better. And, like, the reason I keep coming back to her is because she was such a big deal when she came out. Everyone was so excited. Ha, ha, ha. When she, <laughs> when um, they talked about how she's going to be a character and season one happened with all of its pitfalls and then season two happened and we don't speak of it and who cares about season three. See, all of I season just, two is haram. Yeah. It's just, it's like, it's it's like just, oh, everybody loves her, but we don't really like this character anymore. And we wrote ourselves into a corner by making her wear hijab. So we're trying to get her out of it. And it's just, right. all of it is awful. And I think that's a really good example of what not to do. Don't use your character, one, who wears hijab as a personality trait, because I hijab, does, it's not a personality thing for me. Like, I wear hijab, the end. Um, and then two, don't write about a character as, like, a public service announcement style thing. Because mm-hmm. when writers were asked about it, like, why, where is she gone? Like, why is her character all of a sudden this totally different person? And they were like, well, we talked about her stuff with the immigration plotline, and it's like, if you treat every character's stories as that instead of a real person with different problems and character growth, then one, you're a bad writer, and two, you never truly cared about any of your characters. I mean, we could do, we're not going to because both of us would just be mad about it, but if we were to do an episode on the bold type, that's the whole issue, is that all of the characters are serviced that way, and so 
on the flip side, where Zarya and Yaz get all of these cool things happening and they get to be really elaborate, elaborate's not the right word, but very complex characters, we get to learn mm-hmm. a lot about them. We don't get that with Adina. And that's why it's so distressing to see when we hear about a new Muslim character concer- being concerned that the same thing is going to happen because right. none of us trust <laughs> like that anymore. Well, especially with the amount of hype they were doing. I think any time you get that with a hype train, I'm now instantly distrustful. Like, Doctor Who, it was fine, because they just kind of gradually worked it in, and it was Mm -hmm. just part of her. It wasn't a big thing. Right. But, I mean, like, I remember Freeform was, like, trumpeting all of this press, and in hindsight, that should have been a red flag. Yeah, I mean, they canceled Shadowhunters with their one gay bi couple during Pride Month. So clearly that network is not to be trusted. But it's just frustrating because it's not just Adina that people are sad about. People are sad about all the other characters, too. Mm-hmm. So the moral of the story here is that hijab is complex and complicated. Don't assume about people. And if there's a character wearing a job, that's not the only important thing about them. Exactly. Also, like... I guarantee you, any question you have or concern you have about hijab, our community has already talked about it or is talking about it. Like, you are not going to bring any earth-shattering revelation to us. Yeah. And honestly, like, even our community is tired because it doesn't really matter. People are dying. Like, hijab is not the end-all be-all of anyone's concern. If it mm-hmm. is, then they are missing out on literally all of the trees for... What's the phrase that you use? You can't see the forest for the trees? That. That's what's happening. Yeah, missing the forest for the trees. Yeah. Yeah. But also, always... again, you can't determine a, p- a person's devoutness to their religion based off of whatever paraphernalia they're wearing. Please that keep that in go mind. That should t-shirt. It, it should. It should, but... We're not going to do that right now. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I actually think we got this squeezed all into one episode. Which is great, because we don't want to do it ever again unless somehow we magically get a character who's, like, awesome in the next year of TV. But if you have questions and you are worried about asking Google, you are welcome to put them in our comments because we will answer them and we won't judge you. Just don't ask us if we shower with our clothes on. Cause that's well, yeah, don't ask us stupid questions that in bad <laughs> faith that you know are stupid. like we're not gonna answer those but if you have a legitimate question and like you've tried googling it and you're not clear on it or google is just confusing you know we're happy to help i mean in this particular instance it's probably going to be sahara morn is going to be me but you know sahara is perfectly happy to help with this i am or i would not have offered and And, if you have questions about anything with regards to islam Please ask us. That's what this podcast is all about. Obviously, it's media-focused, but, you know, we're talking about all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah, we're trying to... The whole thing about this is we do want to talk about it in relation to media, but it's also, like, we understand there's a lot of misinformation out there about Islam, and it's very confusing. As we illustrated when I was getting into it, and Sahar had to be like, okay, you're off into the weeds, you need to come back. It's really easy (laughs) to... Yeah follow a rabbit hole and you're in an entirely different warren from like the stuff you need to be focusing on so part of this is we're trying to make it simpler to understand and inform yourself on so you don't wind up like i do talking about you know reading up on a long dead 
sect called the Mutazilites that don't exist and haven't existed in centuries and have nothing real to do with the actual, you know, pillars of the faith. Um, and then if y'all just have anything you want us to discuss or any piece of media that maybe we haven't mentioned yet and you'd like to hear more about, let us know. Yes, we would love to hear it from you guys. Um, you know, if we do have our Muslim visitors that are like, what are you talking about? Obviously, this is quoted as this in the Quran and not like this, then, you know, that's that's okay, too. Yeah. Obviously, one exactly. of us is still learning way more than the other one, so... <laughs> And, I mean, hey, we can't answer. We can always refer you to people we... Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing, right? Neither of us are scholars. And, again, like I mentioned early in the beginning, even scholars sometimes don't know what's up. And that's all right. We don't have to know all the answers. We just have to try to be good people. Exactly. So we're going to wrap this up. Uh, we will be back for our next episode, which I'm not sure if I want to launch into the whole halal haram thing or not i don't know if i have it in me after this episode so we'll figure out what that's gonna be <laughs> it'll be a surprise it'll be great we'll probably just get end up talking about like a character or something watch we'll us wind up going off on doctor who again um <laughs> <laughs> the season's over we're not getting anything till 2020 we might as well might as well get it out of our systems for now um thank you guys for tuning in obviously you can leave us comments or questions below don't forget to check out our other podcasts that we have on the fundamentals and i'm gonna list them off and i'm realizing man it's just a growing list right to survive the fundamentalists beneath the screen of the ultra critics ladies first that sahara and i also co-host and unabashed book snobbery that's a lot Anyways, we have plenty of stuff for you guys to listen to if you'd rather listen to your media instead of read it. So be sure to check those out. Join us for our next episode. But for now, I think we're both exhausted and we're tired of talking about hijab. So we're just going to say goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Hope we were able to teach you something. All right. I'm done. (laughs) 